Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. And we are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on the journey to think more and do with less. Today, we're going to introduce you to a fellow minimalist mom, Stephanie, who is eagerly pursuing the zero waste movement. For those of you who haven't heard of the concept of zero waste, it's where you strive to use or reuse everything that comes into your home so there is no waste going to the landfill. Yes, zero trash is the goal. We don't think our conversation today will get your household to that goal, but we'd like to introduce you to the concept and talk about easy ways your family can start to incorporate zero waste principles into your home. Hi, Megan. Hello. <laughs> okay, this is our 50th episode. Did you know that? I. You just told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was entering in our podcast episodes in our WordPress document, and I saw that it was our 50th, so I think that we should do a little happy dance. We, good thing that uh, this is just something people listen to and don't have video access to. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, do you have the minimalist moment for us this week? I do. I was in my kitchen opening mail and couldn't find my letter opener, which is normally like in the vicinity, and grabbed uh, just like a butter knife instead and then realized, hmm, maybe I don't need a letter opener, Mm -hmm. which was something kind of silly and simple. But then I was also thinking about all the other little kitchen gadgety things that we may have around that we don't use all the time or don't need to. I remember specifically hearing on a Rachel Ray show that she doesn't have those apple core slicer things, Mm -hmm. little circles that you just push down on the apple because I don't know about you, but I've battled with those things so many times and you cut it and it doesn't go all the way into the core and then you end up actually slicing the apple anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's just so much quicker and easier using a knife. So that was my moment of the week where I thought, oh, knives can get you mm-hmm. very far in life. They can. They really can. <laughs> they can. They can do a lot of things that I think we buy little gadgety things for. Well, I have the minimalist resource for you guys this week. Uh, we've mentioned The Simple Show to you guys before. This week, they, well, I guess for the past couple of weeks, they've been doing social self-care. This is episode two of four that I want to have you guys listen to. It discusses using it up, wearing it out, making do or doing without, as the war slogan in the past reminds these women that are discussing. And I believe her name is Tish Oxenrider. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just highly recommend this episode. They just give simple tips on all of those things I just mentioned, and I just found it really helpful. So awesome. Go check it out. All right. Well, before we transition over into our interview, I wanted to give a shout out to Kayla Cares. She says, I have practiced a more minimalist lifestyle for a couple of years now, but I'm expecting my very first baby. With the exciting new addition, I became unsure of how and if I can bring minimalism into my life with a little one. The Minimalist Moms put my heart at ease. I got some so much inspiration and amazing information in what feels like just a conversation with two intelligent friends. I love the conversations they share, but also the small things like the minimalist moments, the resources, and the weekly mantras. Most importantly to me, they feel genuine and honest with every topic they discuss. 
So as always, we just really appreciate these ratings and reviews. It helps people find us on iTunes. And if you saw on our Instagram story, we were number 90 in the self-help arena on iTunes. So again, we're doing a little dance over here. So if you haven't rated us yet or left us a review, we love those reviews. Please go and do it. So on to our interview with Stephanie. Yes. So in this episode, we are tackling a topic that actually, funny enough, one of the first books I ever read about minimalism, it wasn't about minimalism. It was about zero waste. And I picked it up because I was looking for resources about minimalism. But I immediately went, oh, this is too much. It was too (laughs) much to handle. It was overwhelming. So I am so excited to come back to the topic and really explore ways that the everyday family can get into it. What's your, do you have any experience, Diane, with zero waste? I mean, I just, all I know about zero waste is composting, which I don't do. I, I want to at some point. And just using your own containers to go get coffee. So, Stephanie, you need to fill us in. Yes. <laughs> so, Stephanie, we, like, I, yes, I invited a complete internet stranger into my house. <laughs> I'm just going to admit this right now. I figured, you know, she's a minimalist mom. She's going to be awesome. But um, she reached out to us on Facebook, and I think it was just a comment mm-hmm. on something, and we just found that she was so excited about this zero waste concept. I even asked her if there was, oh, is there someone that you know, a resource or something that we can ask? And she was like, well, I'm the only one. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the one, the only person I know that's so excited about this topic. So we invited her to come talk to us. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm super happy to be here. I've been listening to both of you for a little while, and I love minimalism. Mm-hmm. And zero waste. I have to um, disclose that I am not zero waste. I am aspiring to zero waste, just as well, I'm mm-hmm. aspiring to minimalism. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, I've been aspiring to zero waste for a little over a year now. This is my second marriage, and we have a blended family with five kids, um, oh. ranging between the ages of nine and um, 15. Mm-hmm. So life is full <laughs> and, and busy and the idea of simplifying is wonderful to me. What do your kids think about the minimizing in your house and their a space? Good and- question. For the minimalist thing, it's been easier, uh, than the zero waste for them. Mm. They've actually recently, and they're nine and 13 and they've recently really gotten into it and they've been voluntarily cleaning out their closets Hmm. and my nine-year-old was like look I have a minimalist closet (laughs) so my girls are really into it my husband's youngest son who just turned 12 he needs to clean his room he can't manage it and he's like no, we're just going to keep it all. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're dealing with children, even if they're older children, if they're not managing their stuff, there's a point where some of it needs to go. Now, I'm not heartless. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go in there and like get rid of things I know they really care about. But I, if I, it's something that's just cluttering up their life, 
like with my stepson, I want to get to a base point where it's something where he can manage because in the end, although he's fighting and I know if it gets to a cleaner room, he'll feel better. So what about, okay, zero waste. How did you hear about it, get into it? Early in life, I was raised around this area and um, my parents are environmental. My mom's very environmental. I grew up in a time when we didn't have curbside recycling. So I grew up sorting out stuff because it was important to my parents that we not waste things. And um, then when I got older and graduated from college, I... I just had, and this kind of goes into minimalism too and living simply, I had the feeling that the way we lived in America wasn't um, the way everyone was living and I wanted to experience more of the world. So I joined the Peace Corps and went to West Africa. There I learned to live more simply and got a a perspective on how some other people lived. And I think that's made zero waste easier for me. I mean, you're just washing your own clothes. We didn't have a, a car. We had a bike and you'd ride taxis. And when we'd shop, it was open air markets, buying things off of people's heads. And um, that was the first time I started thinking about zero waste purchases like I could take a shampoo bottle. They had these big drums of shampoo and I could take a shampoo bottle and they would refill it for me. And I started thinking, what if we could do this in the States that would save so much trash and pollution? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not as of yet, right? Yeah. (laughs) But I think there is a movement that people, people are getting on board with this because that actually made me realize I do use my own shopping bags. That was something Mm -hmm. I made as a goal last year and I have been using my reusable shopping bags every time I go to the grocery store. So, I mean, I think with people doing little things like that, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe we can. Yes. Yeah. An average person uses 500 plastic bags a year. That's just for one. Oh my Minimum goodness. for a family is fifteen hundred. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. So that was part of my journey. Eventually I found my awesome husband and then we've been married for going on three years now. Having a good life and being in a stable place, I started thinking about what is it that I really care about? And I was sitting in this conference for my job and I was just doodling and this whole image of environmental things came up. And um, I just started going in that direction. My husband and I found a sustainability group locally. We went and I was like, I love these people. It was like being in the middle of a live NPR meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And so they, they liked my energy and their president was um, moving to a nearby city. So they were like, will you be the president of the group? (laughs) So I said, sure. And I've really enjoyed Mm. that. And that's been a wonderful way to get involved with environmental. So explain what this sustainability group is and does. Okay. Well, there's different sustainability groups. I don't think there's a national one, but in our area, there are some local groups. So we meet once a month and we talk about different sustainable topics. You know, I'm a newbie to it, even though I'm the president of the group. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> may have been around seven or eight years and they've developed a really good connection with our local city council. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have city council reports every month at, as far as things that uh, pertains to sustainability. First of all, people are probably wondering what what is sustainability? Sustainability encompasses a lot of things like environmental, social, different interests in racial equality. The idea is that for a healthy society to function, it's all interrelated. So for example, cycling helps the environment, makes people healthier, makes people more connected to their community. That's the sustainability circle. And so zero waste falls under the sustainability umbrella, I'm guessing. Zero waste does fall under the sustainability umbrella. My group didn't talk about it until I discovered it and brought it to their attention. I found out about zero waste (laughs) getting to the point now. Um, I think my husband mentioned that he had heard of a young woman named Lauren Singer. I don't know if you, have you heard of her before? I don't think so. so. She has now all of her trash for five years in one mason jar. Oh, yes. I know now. (laughs) I I didn't know her name, but yes, I know who you're talking about. So, yeah, he told me about her, and I looked her up on YouTube, and then I, like, chain-watched all of her YouTube videos, and I'm like, she's awesome. (laughs) So, she taught me how to zero-way shop. Okay. Honey... We've got a zero waste shop now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got on the internet and I'm like, where can I zero waste shop here in Ohio? Mm-hmm. So I found Lucky's in Clintonville. Mm-hmm. I that live was, right by there. Oh. I love Lucky's. This is good to know because yeah. now I can go there and do zero waste. Oh, yeah. Lucky's is super friendly to zero waste shopping. Yeah. It's similar to a Whole Foods, would you say? I don't go to Whole Foods, okay. but probably, but it's like more local. Are you talking about more like bulk? Or I guess I'll let you explain. Okay, but yeah. Yeah, bulk purchase, like nuts and peanut butter, like creating your own. Yeah. Okay. So Lauren Singer from her YouTube videos, which are called Trashes for Tossers, um, I watched her videos and learned how to zero a shop and then... I started gathering some things so we could zero waste shop. So her method is either cloth bags or mason jars and you take them in and you take them to the service desk or the cashier and you get a tear, which is a weight. She keeps the information on her phone. My husband and I have a system where we write the tear on the jar with a Sharpie marker. You get the weight on the jar, you fill it up with your item, you get the product number, you get all your items and then you go back through and they can deduct the weight of the jar and they can type in the tear. It's not as easy as typical shopping, but they actually do it reasonably quick. We get olive oil, we get honey, we get maple syrup, grind our own oats, we grind our own peanut butter, make it, I mean, we're not grinding it by hand. They have machines, Mm -hmm. they have coffee grinders, we get coffee, we can get tea, rice, flour, sugar, beans, any types of mixes, granola, chocolate covered craisins, which are my favorite. (laughs) So I feel like... Are you a vegetarian or a vegan? Um, I'm moving that way. Okay. I'm pretty much a vegetarian. I will eat fish, but 
I have in the past. So. I guess my question with that is how would one get meat in a zero waste um, mentality? I've done it at Kroger and then I was talking to Kroger corporate because I was going to show some people locally how to zero waste shop at Kroger because there's things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, they said, which was last summer, their policy could have changed. They said that you, they didn't really want you doing that. But I have before taken my own containers, clean containers, and had them give me cheese or fish or whatever and just put it in there. And then they just put the sticker on top. It completely works. I've done it with donuts before Mm -hmm. and all kinds of things. So it's like... You can do it, I'm guessing, like with bread or anything that's in the bakery Mm -hmm. cases that aren't already wrapped. You totally can. And and they let me because they didn't know that it was against their policy. So I was a bit disappointed. (laughs) So I guess that's step one is find out if the grocery stores in your area are okay with you doing it. And you're probably avoiding those center aisles with all the packaging. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it, it's really interesting. I mean, it could probably be marketed as a diet, the mm-hmm. zero waste diet, because mm. inadvertently, I, I didn't set out to eat super healthy. I like eating healthy. I want to eat healthy, but I'm eating healthier than I ever intended yeah. to eat because it's all really whole foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all fruits and vegetables. We didn't say that, but, you know, mm-hmm. practically oh, yeah. every fruit and vegetable. Not mm-hmm. Some of them have packaging, but... I used to buy salad in the big plastic containers, and now I don't anymore. I get it. I get everything that is not packaged. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the more you get into it, it's like with minimalism, the more you get into it, the more sensitive you become. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear zero racers complaining about the stickers on the fruit and stuff. When you think about it, I've heard about a lot of problems with composting because of those stickers. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, it does. I don't know why it annoys me, but it does annoy me when you get a thing of bananas or tomatoes and every single know, one of them has one or more stickers on it. I'm like, was that necessary? <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see that. So, Obviously, that's more of an advanced level if you're worried about stickers. (laughs) (laughs) But what can somebody do or, say, everyday families to grocery shop more zero waste? And I'm guessing our goal here is to get, even if you don't go completely zero waste or you're you're thinking, okay, I, I can't do that because there's some packaged foods I can't live without, at least maybe look at the things you can easily reduce. Uh, I, we mentioned having your own bags. Mm-hmm. I have reusable mesh produce bags okay. there, instead of using the plastic ones yeah, that are off the great. roll. And I, I can't even imagine shopping the way you do because the people at my generic grocery store depends on the checker. But look at me funny with those bags. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's just... It's a ri- it's just a bag, like, and they're like, oh, I don't think it's scanned because of your bag. I'm like, really, you're gonna hate on me for the bag? But they they get confused about it, and some checkers 
don't know how to fill the reusable bags. For some reason, they feel, they think because they're much larger, mm-hmm. they'll like put one or two things like they do in the plastic bags. And I'm like, no, you can fill it all the way up. Oh, yeah. It's way okay. more than the plastic. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the reason I love them uh-huh. is that I can get a week's worth of groceries in four of them right. versus having 30 bags yeah. and it doesn't roll around in the backseat of our car mm-hmm. and all of that. So what other tips might you have for somebody who's looking to get into Okay. Yeah. What are some simple things that we can do? Um, bringing your own bag is a good one, but it is hard. Um, it just involves, um, putting your bags in your car. If you forget, you can put your bags in your cart. I, you know, a lot of people are against paper bags. I don't think they're the coolest. In a pinch, I'll choose paper over plastic. And um, I know it's trees, but I can fit more in it. And then I can reuse it for things and I can recycle uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have, for any shopping I do, like clothing stores, Target, anything, I have my own. I take those bags or I have two foldable ones that are really small. They're made of not canvas, but the fabric that's non-rip. You can't rip it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very sturdy fabric. I want to say it's like sails or something, (laughs) reused sails. But anyway, I put those are in my purse at all times. So wherever I am, I usually bring out, you know, I bring that out and like, oh, I don't need a bag. I'm fine. And I usually have to fight them with the tissue paper, oddly enough. Mm, like in, in clothing stores, they're like, well, let me just wrap it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't need the tissue paper or the sticker. I don't need it, you know. <laughs> they're perplexed by this. But, yes, I think that's, that is definitely the best place to start. And what were the stats on how many people use? 500 a person a year and Oof. 1,500 a family. And, I mean, if you care about... Plastic in the ocean, well, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. It's yeah. like, since I've been awakened to that, I, like, have nightmares about it. But yeah. that's, that's the yeah. kind of stuff that's hurting our environment. If you do get the plastic bags, you can recycle them. Plastic films can be recycled at grocery stores like Kroger. So you can go into your local grocery store if you don't see the recycling bin. Ask the service desk. And you can, any of those, like, plastic wrap or any of the thin plastics you have they shouldn't be the thick or the crinkly ones but they can be recycled so Mm -hmm. I encourage you um I don't even get plastic grocery bags but I still save all those and I get a lot just I don't bake my own bread yet I buy bread and we still get a lot of those and and if you buy something and it has a thin plastic on it so in my pantry I have a box where I put all that and Mm -hmm. And even that stuff really builds up. I've noticed that Amazon now ships in, it used to be all boxes, but I've noticed the last, if it's only a few items or they're small, they'll ship in bubble containers. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I looked on it and it's, it had a certain website to go to, like for how to recycle this. So I went to the website and it said for that particular bubble mailer that you could recycle them in the same place you recycle those paper or plastic Grocery bags. No way. Yeah. Like, so, even the ones that, like, they're thicker on the outside, right? Yeah. But that that one, it said you could recycle them there. And it may not be the case for all bubble mailers, but at least that one. Okay. Because was... I'm shocked because, like, those envelopes are thick. And yeah. I was kind of mad at Amazon about that. <laughs> because... <laughs> 
thinking about how much packaging they're using. Right. Would... I mean, I'm sure paper would be better as far as sustainability, but yeah. Or I think they're that, trying to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, or something that you can reuse. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'll research it. Yeah, I've heard. So I read there is some information like out on like zero waste Pinterest, and they said holding your order like if you have multiple things, holding it so it ships together is mm. one thing, and that you can request no plastic packaging. I don't know how that how well that would go, but and and I don't it didn't sound super easy to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it's worth looking into. I was personally going to there are zero waste shops out there that will send you stuff packaged more environmentally. Mm. So I was kind of feeling led to explore that more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of your other tips that you had? <laughs> Bring your own cup. Okay. So uh, not one. using water bottles and you can just have it with you wherever and refill it. But even taking it into wherever you're getting a drink. And my kids have had a hard time with zero waste. They miss the materialistic mommy that used to bring home all kinds of fun things and be like, oh, this was on sale. And mm-hmm. I never noticed that it was all wrapped in plastic and everything. Mm-hmm. But... Although they complain and and get their grandparents to bring them packs of Oreos and stuff, <laughs> um, they they will take their own cups and um, at Taco Bell go refill their own cup. Or my oldest likes to go to Starbucks, and, and so I've yeah. been really proud. Have you ever got any that. pushback at any restaurants for using your own cup? <sighs> not surprisingly, not yet. When I started doing zero waste and I started the whole thing with, oh, I, no, thank you. I don't need a straw. People will look like me like I was an alien. <laughs> or when I sit down in a restaurant, I say I really would not, I don't want any disposable plastic. So if it's possible, can you bring everything to me without disposable plastic? It's sometimes hard, but a lot of times they try. Mm. Um and it seems like, particularly with the straw, I've seen a lot of momentum growing with the no straw movement, mm-hmm. and it's gotten easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we, <laughs> funny little story. I was at dinner with uh, my family and some cousins, and I, I don't even know how it came up. I think it was because our zoo doesn't allow yeah. straws because the animals mm-hmm. could chew on them. And they were commenting on, well, I didn't get a straw in my drink at the zoo. Mm-hmm. Or they ma- they won't let you bring them even in. If you mm-hmm. have a cup, they you're not, away. they make you throw it away. And he was like, and I said, I mentioned, yeah, all the straws that have ever been produced are still here. And they're just mm. in those landfills. And he goes, we were sitting at a restaurant and he takes the straw of his cup. He's like, well, no more straws for me. And I was like, well, that one's already dirty. So <laughs> Might as well use it, but in the future <laughs> we can we can request more straws. <laughs> but that is a hard one. I think the straws are one that you don't think about often. Even in mm-hmm. restaurants where they don't use anything disposable, they'll put a straw in your cup. They mm-hmm. will, and it's automatic, and they mean nothing by it. It's right. just hard yeah. for them to stop. But I've seen it become a little easier. But I'm sure, like, there's still plenty of people who that's the first thing they do. They put down the straws. <laughs> Keep it. It suddenly feels like everyone is pushing plastic at 
I could, I could believe yeah. that. Yeah. I could understand that. I feel like people are always pushing plastic toys on my kids, no matter mm-hmm. where you turn around. And that's that's where I don't I don't even begin to know how to yeah. stop that. I have that too, like at yeah. the donist or whatever. Mm. And they're just being nice. <laughs> yeah. My third tip is pay attention to packaging. Cut out as much plastic as possible. Like if we were talking about the lettuce or any of the vegetables, it doesn't need to come wrapped in in plastic. Whenever possible, opting for glass is a, a much better environmental option. Refuse straws. We already talked about that. Bar soap. I used to use body wash, but now I've replaced a lot of it with bar soap and a trick that I learned when I was in the Peace Corps was you can even use that for dish soap. You can just like take your scrub brush and then scrub it on the soap and then ah. scrub it on your plate. You don't have to have the plastic. Huh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Okay, well these don't have to do with products, but I grew up as a cyclist. And if you are in a location where you can ride your bike... I really encourage anyone to get out there and dabble in taking a ride to the nearest grocery store or whatever. Riding your bike doesn't just have to be a leisure activity. It can be for a purpose and and it kind of makes the event fun. I saved my chariot for my bike from when they were kids always with the idea Maybe someday I'll shop with that. And then this summer we made it a reality. So we'll hook it on the back of the mountain bike and um, ride to the store and load it up. And my kids were like, this is fun. Oh, <laughs> man. Really cool. I got rid of ours. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> and we're within biking distance of our grocery store. We could have done that. So. Thrift, or, um, yeah, thrift stores. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craigslist. <laughs> if you have practices that you use, like the bags, encouraging your friends or... Uh, I think it was your son you were talking about with the straw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because... Every little bit helps and um, we can inspire each other. Absolutely. Okay, so Stephanie has brought Mm -hmm. a bunch of fun stuff for show and tell for us today. So we were going to talk about a few of the products she has. And unfortunately, you can't see them in front of you. But uh, we're going to, she's going to tell us about them, describe them for us. You can start at this end. Yeah. Okay. All right, I just brought here a little mason jar with my craisins in it. And on there you can see the tear. They also have muslin bags and you can write a tear on them. A lot of zero waste people have bamboo um, cutlery. I have not bought it because I have plenty of silverware so I just pack extra silverware. There's a concept in the zero waste world of the zero waste bag. And in the zero waste bag, you'll have utensils and a napkin and a mason jar. And that way it will help you avoid creating trash. So if you go to graduation party or whatever, you can use those. I have to say, it's one of the scariest things that I try going to an event where there's plasticware and bringing out your own utensils. Mm -hmm. It feels really awkward. I feel good about it from an environmental standpoint, but I do get afraid of insulting people. But the strange thing is that people don't notice that much 
And if they do, like, if I'm at work and it's some function where we're eating together and I have my own cutlery, they're like, oh, I wish I'd brought my own. It's a conversation <laughs> starter. Yes. And you can, have others, you can have others join the Zero yeah. Waste movement. I can see that about going to other people's houses. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel as bad going into a restaurant yeah. and using my right. own stuff. But, yeah, I could see that about other I've, people's houses. I've tried it and nobody really noticed, but I think – probably when I try it in the future, I may go to the host and be like, I'm just really, this is a mission of mine not to create trash. So I'm going to be using my own utensils. I hope that's okay with you. And mm-hmm. then I think they wouldn't, they would hopefully understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I, else do you have? I also brought cloth napkins and that was one of the first things. That's also a very easy switch cloth napkins. That's I tried idea. that and you know, a number of these things don't even feel like you're sacrificing if you put the napkins on the table and actually they feel a lot more luxurious than paper napkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have tried, I've put like clothespins up with family members' names so we can reuse them because if they don't like get really nasty, if you just like dab the corner of your mouth, you can reuse them a, a, a few times. So we have places where we can store them and reuse them until they get gross and then wash them. So those have been a nice switch. And I also brought hankies. I did away with tissues in the house. Some people may find that gross. It's old school. This made my life better because we had some people in our house who would use tissues and then just leave them all over (laughs) the place and it was disgusting. And since we don't buy them anymore, that problem has been solved. So I went to Goodwill and I found like, you know, those tissue box covers. I found a number of stainless ones and I put them in them and you can just pull it out the top. So you pretend like they're regular tissues. You just yeah, shove and you them have into. a storage, or you can put them in a bowl or something. My mm-hmm. dad still carries the hanky. He always hands it to me. Yeah, go old school. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> been okay. And then I brought just a kitchen towel. We don't use very many paper towels. When I was going zero waste last year, my husband went to Costco and bought a huge thing of paper towels because he was going through withdrawal and he was like, I have to have them. <laughs> um, we still have quite a few of those rolls. I'm pretty proud to say. So he <laughs> and he doesn't seem to be suffering from withdrawal. On the other hand, my nine-year-old, when she gets a hold of those things, she's ridiculous. One, cleaning with the paper towel, or cleaning with a cloth, or having rags Mm -hmm. to clean with, I find is more effective. Mm -hmm. Like, you can scrub with the cloth versus... So that, that was... I guess not even, not intentionally, I went zero waste when yeah. I cleaned too. Um, I brought coconut oil. This is like a standby. It can be used on your skin, depending on your skin type. It It's good for my skin. I actually find that it's good for like acne. Mm-hmm. It, it cool. Dab it on or any irritation. For me, it works well. For my 13 year old, it strangely like dries out her skin. Hmm. My husband and I did make a toothpaste that we really liked out of it, but I'm on some zero waste sites and there was a dentist on there questioning how safe, actually saying that baking soda, which was an ingredient in our coconut oil toothpaste was not good for your teeth. 
So I thought that was an old standby. Yeah, it was just it's you put baking soda on a toothbrush and wet it, and that's how you would brush your teeth. It is a zero waste standby. Like yeah. it's a standard and zero waste. And we actually really liked the toothpaste we used. But after reading that, I got a little scared. Mm-hmm. But I had researched it before. I may have talked to my dentist about it. Um, but some people do, and I've tried it. Do actually just use coconut oil to brush their teeth? And I have tried it, and I do believe that uh, it has a natural whitening effect. I've read it places and I I think it actually does. Mm -hmm. Um, Castile soap. I grind this up in the food processor. Castile soap is a good good soap that you could use for cleansers um, if you wanted to make your own soaps. But I do have my own laundry detergent. I think you can use it in laundry detergent as well. I ground up Fels Naphtha soap for this laundry detergent. So, and do you have like one of those high efficiency washers? Is it you know? Does I don't I know do, anymore with using powdered soap. How I that do not works. have a high efficiency washer now. And somebody else asked me about that. So, but I bet on the internet you can find so many different things. I found that recipe. I think I found that recipe on Wellness Mama. Wellness Mama has a lot of good stuff. I also brought in some concealer. I've been thinking about makeup. I found that I had a lot of makeup, so I'm still using that up, but I ran out of concealer, and in my town we have a place called Beauty Lab, and... It wasn't cheap. It was probably $40 for this bottle, but she formulated this for me and mixed it up for me. And if I need new concealer, I can go back. And I know not everybody has that option, but there probably are some places around. So that's a good makeup option. Also, I've seen like on Etsy, when my makeup runs out, I'll probably go on Etsy or um some of the different zero waste sites and try to replace it. That'll be an adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this pretty um, thing is my safety razor. It works pretty well. I I don't think it works as well as a disposable razor, honestly. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, so we're looking at for those of you who can't see it, mm-hmm. it's a metal razor. It's like a single blade. You would reuse. Is that how that works? Yes, it's a single blade. And you can unscrew it. Again, old school barbershop. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. I haven't cut myself terribly bad. Not any worse than with the disposable. I just don't think it shaves quite as close as a disposable. But mm. for me, it's worth it not to send that disposable razor to the landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that will last forever. What I have here is a shampoo bar. Now. And... Whoa. Wait. Okay. This is a, a metal tin. That she says, yeah, shampoo bar. So it's solid shampoo. Yeah. Now I have to say, I brought it because it is a common zero waste practice. Right now, I am using shampoo out of a plastic bottle because it didn't work so well for me. (laughs) There's a lot of trial and error involved in zero waste to figure out what works for you. This kind of dried out my scalp and. My hair is pretty short, and so I need a healthy scalp. (laughs) Everybody needs a healthy scalp anyways. (laughs) So, and I've tried to make my own. I haven't found the perfect solution yet. Some people, shampoo bars work great. There's something called Plain Products. They send you shampoo in aluminum bottles. I think there's also something called Salon Solids, where they send you some shampoo in cardboard, and you put it in a jar, and you mix it up with hot water. I'll probably try some of that later. Oh, cool. Trial and error. 
I brought, I also brought lavender essential oils. That's what I use for my deodorant now. Um, it's got a plastic lid. I saved plastic lids and I'm hoping to send them. I've heard you can send them to like make benches for schools and stuff. Hmm. Oh. And then last, I brought a Diva cup. That's a menstruation device. Um, it's kind of like a little, it looks kind of like a little plunger. Because <laughs> it plugs it up. <laughs> and um, I also bought, brought some reusable cloth bags with a wet bag that they came with. These kind of remind me of cloth diapers, mm-hmm. essentially. It's just a pad for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's got a snap on yeah. the side. So with all of this stuff, it's trial and error and personal preference. What works for one person. Right may not work for another yeah mm-hmm. we were just talking when she was unpacking this stuff that i've i've tried the diva cup it just didn't quite work for me um but i would really like to explore the reusable pads and what's the underwear called thanks yeah thanks. i've tried thanks as well and yeah it, it's pricey but it works well and um there's a number of other options so read the reviews there's even facebook groups like about diva cups about mm-hmm. how to use them and whatever wow mm-hmm. another way I was thinking of zero waste is with our school lunches, uh, we have committed to using the same lunchbox Mm -hmm. every, even though it is plastic, Uh (laughs) but we use them year after year after year, the one, uh, the one in the same lunch bag as, as much as we can. And they have Velcro sandwich bags or little snack bag that have probably a plastic lining, but (laughs) at least we, no, actually they don't. They're just, they're kind of, again, that, uh, maybe nylon fabric Mm -hmm. that washes really easily. And that's, I felt that was a pretty easy switch. Now, my son is not as reliable in bringing back the expensive reusable sandwich bags as my daughter, (laughs) but you know, it hasn't been too bad. (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my kids are small, too. Yeah. They're little. They're young. I can see as they get older into teenage years, it would not be as cool to bring your own lunch and reuse it. Or they might stuff. buy it lunch with the plastic trays right. my or whatever. Kids, my kids do buy, like, yeah. um, and that's kind of a goal, like, at my places where I work, have worked and um, where my, my kids attend that's something that I worry about because there's a lot of trash involved. I'd love to see more institutions going zero waste. We've got a, a university near us that actually is zero waste. And I'm oh, really wow. impressed that's with that. That's really awesome. O- OSUM. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say, I think it was styrofoam when I would buy my school f- school lunch, the styrofoam yes. tray. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're still out there. A lot of them use reusable, but then if they get through enough of the reusable mm-hmm. and then they'll get the styrofoam out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing with all of this is that even in our minimalism, we're not going to be perfect. And we've said that, that these are little changes that we can make that are going to benefit the environment and us, it sounds like. So absolutely. Right. And just taking it step by step, maybe one month you try your bags mm-hmm. and then the next month you get a reusable coffee cup. That's basically what what my family does Mm -hmm. um and and it feels good Mm -hmm. so you mentioned lauren singer and then pinterest as ideas too yeah 
Um, there's also, you've heard of Bea Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Famous minimalist, but she's also famous zero waster. And mm-hmm. she kind of sets the standard as being a mom because Lauren Singer is single. Yeah. Um, but she's a mom and they managed to do zero waste as a family. But I think that she started the practice when her boys were younger. Okay. I came to the scene later. So it's Aww. a little more complex. Another person that I've drawn inspiration from Colin Beaven. Have you heard of him? He wrote a book called called No Impact. That sounds vaguely familiar. In my sustainability group, we had a No Impact Week, and each day we'd focus on a different topic. He felt like he was always complaining about the world and the environment, and then he realized, hey, I'm just whining about this. I'm doing nothing. So he decided that he was going to try to make no impact. And so he tried to make no impact. And he wrote a book about it. Um, there's there's also a, a documentary about it. It's a pretty fun read. Okay. And inspiring. <laughs> cool. We'll share all of those names in the show notes. Great. Well, thank you so much. You've taught me so much yeah, about zero waste. I, I know I've been running through my head all the plastic that I use, and I'm like, I have to start saying no now. You've, yeah. just, you've made it. You've brought it to the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah. I've really enjoyed meeting you, and um, before we met up, I enjoyed listening to the podcast. It's really inspiring. Oh, Great. thank you. Okay, listener, do you think you could try one of these zero-waste tips? We invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website at minimalistmomspodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Minimalist Moms Podcast. If you'd like to receive our show notes via email, text the word MINIMALIST to 444-999 and you can respond with your email address and you'll automatically get our show notes anytime we post a new show. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.